You're listening to the Bridge Christian Fellowship Message Archive. We meet Sundays at 10.30 a.m. in Seattle. For more information, visit thebridgeseattle.org. Today's message is A New Thing by Pastor Dan Dameron, given on April 23, 2017. I'm, uh, well, there'll be, there'll be a few different verses that I'm hitting today, but I'm going to start out with Isaiah 43:19. Several of you should be getting pretty familiar with that one. I've been saying it a lot. Um, but in it, God says, Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. As I talked about last week in our sending out thing, this, this verse is in the context of God speaking to the Hebrews uh, in exile, saying, I'm going to bring you back. You've been scattered. You've, your nation's been crushed. You haven't been faithful to me, but I will be faithful to you. Um, like I said, I wrote that song off of this verse um, several years ago, and that idea of, of something new, um, and it was actually that, that phrase, it's my birthday tomorrow, it's from another song, and I was like, it's kind of weird that you would write that song, I think the guy wrote it, because it was his birthday tomorrow, but I'm like, how do you sing that song and have it be true, except for one day a year? Uh, and so what it, what it did in me is saying, we, we all want something new every day, um, and, that's what, and that's what God is offering. So I'm, I'm not talking about a new thing just because this is the first gathering of, of hopefully a lot of this new church. This is actually, some of you may, may remember, this is about 50% the exact same as my last talk of UCF. So I did that song, I started with this verse, and there's going to be, um, you know, another 35% of the same thing to come. Um, you know, I said, I said in that time that every ending of one thing is a new something else. Um, and that, and now, I hope that beyond today, so if everything that uh, we've talked about, that we've planned, that we've dreamed about, if it all works, then 20 years from now, uh, I hope as we, as we, that we're still looking for what new thing God is doing uh, each day there. So I hope that there will have been a lot of new churches planted out of us. I hope that we will have sent out missionaries in, in this town and around the world. I hope that there's new families that have come together, new kids that have been born, new friendships that have been formed. And for each person... You know, every, every day, every season brings new schedules, new responsibilities, new opportunities, new relationships, and we always have a fresh chance to live life, to explore, and to pursue a cause. A little kind of side thing, but uh, Andrew and I were talking about something else, and, and the word repent that has taken on this connotation in, in our culture of feeling sorry about what you've done, but really the the call that God makes on us to repent is to rethink. And what I want us to do is to say, every day I reorient myself on the path that he's laying out for me. So, and, and that doesn't mean, sometimes it means, boy, I was completely screwed up going totally the wrong way. And if that is the case, then yeah, you have to make a severe U-turn. But, you know, if you think about... Um, if you think about sailors at any time when scripture was written, 
every morning they had to reorient, they had to re-find east because they just didn't have you know, a GPS and a computer controlled rudder. Um, it's just, it just would be an expectation in any kind of travel that we make that you, you don't automatically stay on course. It takes, it takes thought, it takes purpose. Another new thing verse is John 13, uh, verses 34 and 35, Jesus says, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. And by this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. A funny, interesting, a thing, when you look at what Jesus is doing. They're always talking about, oh, a new teaching. Here's a new commandment. And, and they're really never new. Um, they're things that God had said for thousands of years in the Old Testament, but they're only new in that people have not been getting it. People have not been doing it. And so um, our goal in starting the bridge uh, is to do something new, but not, not really new. Other people have figured this out before. Um, other people have, have heard this call before. We're, just, we're doing it new in this spot. We're doing it new in our lives. But it, it's not like there's this secret knowledge that nobody else figured out until us clever people. Um, what, we, what we hope to do here is to build a community through which Jesus can build up the larger community. Um, if we can find the courage to love as Jesus does, you know, as it says, love one another as I have loved you. That's the challenge. It's, it's not love one another in a mitigated way that doesn't cost too much because people, other people are flakes and so I can't afford to uh, really put myself on the line. But to love like Jesus loved, to put his, to put his life on the line, to lay aside his uh, privileges, to lay aside his uh, greatness and serve. And that does take courage. It takes courage to... Um, to give sacrificially, it takes courage to extend yourself relationally. Uh, so I don't, want, I don't want us to do this uh, in a blasé manner, to say, oh yeah, we'll do a new thing, we'll meet in this place, and it'll be cool, because it, it will, uh, you know, it's already taken cost, whether that's small things like buying the coffee or, or, um, or bigger things like, you know, leaving uh, another congregation where there were strong relationships um, and sacrificing some of that fun time with other people to have to meet new people, which um, you know, most of you have heard me say, I've never wanted to meet a new person. <laughs> I like them after I meet them, usually, but I've never wanted to meet somebody. Um, but if we can find the courage to do these things, then that will inherently draw people to, uh, to wonder why, and to investigate being his disciples as well. And that's, um, that's described when it first happened in Acts 2, 42 through 47. Where it says, and they, the, the first followers of Jesus after the, his resurrection, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayers. And 
called the King Messenger. Day by day, they sang a song together and break the bread in their homes. They received their food with gladness in their hearts, praising God and having faith with all the And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were in That passage is kind of a background uh, from which our, our, some of our leaders put together our values. List of worship, prayer, discipleship, fellowship, outreach, and service. Those are the things that we have. I might sound familiar to some of And the thing about those things, which are very important, is that they, they only work in the context of community. Uh, we can only really do any of those things if we are connected to one another, if we're supported by one another. If we have confidence that we will be supported. Now, Seattle is famously bad at community. Remember the Seattle Free, there's people from other places talk about that everybody seems to be trying to get a person, but it seems to be a So we are aiming to be at least a little pocket that is counter to that. That's going to be a great podcast. Um, (laughs) We're figuring things out. Um, So if you haven't before, uh, it's probably somewhere near you. There's a little card. It's got the the mission statement and the the vision statement and the value statement. And it's just trying to articulate this, this thing of, of figuring out how to be a community, uh, a very connected group of friends and family that transforms the community around us. Besides it only working uh, in the context of community, I think it also only works uh, if you can be normal while you do it. So that's something I started saying a few years back and it's grown into really one of the drums that I bang on all the time. And of course, if you know me, which you all do, um, when I say normal, I'm not talking about some kind of template of conformity. Um, I'm saying be your normal all the time. Uh, I'm pretty sure I can recall uh, multiple occasions in my life where I overheard other people saying, that boy's not normal, uh, about me. Um, Andy (laughs) can confirm that. yeah, As, and the, the groups that I have been a part of, small circles of friends or larger groups, that's, that's been the case for them too. You know, most of you here spent some time in UCF, and that was always a quirky group. Um, that was, you know, if not more than quirky. Um, so, yeah, I'm not saying take a look at the trends and, and follow those or try to... Um, where the things that let you blend in. I'm saying to live an integrated life, an authentic life, a connected life, a transparent life, all these kind of buzzwords. Um, But for me, just to say, when you talk about anything in your life, you should be able to do it without getting weird, without suddenly being awkward, or in terms of specifically spirituality, without dropping into King James English and kind of a Shakespearean tone. As we... uh, as we go about 
any of those values, things, uh, we're organizing our, um, the way that we do ministry, our, our teams around those ideas, if we do those and we're awkward or weird about it, they probably won't really work. Um, but if we can just talk about, you know, when you go to work on Monday and somebody says, hey, what did you do this weekend? And you say, oh, we went to a movie, and then, oh, we went to church. <laughs> yeah. Then they think that's weird. Why would, they go to, why would they go with you if you think it's weird? Then they think it's really weird. Um, the other part of normal is that whatever we treat as normal is easy to live. Uh, normally, I'm not a big fan of invented little words, but one that I do use is, is environed. Um, so I think being environed trumps being exhorted. We can, we can hear a great idea and get excited about it. Um, we can be encouraged in it, and, and for a day or an hour, that can, that can charge us up. But really, if, it, if it's just an external kind of rah-rah, it'll wear off. But if, we, if it is in our environment, if we surround ourselves with a group that is dedicated to the same things, um, then it's just normal. It's just what we do. Uh, and this, this happens in all kinds of groups, when there are things that otherwise you would, you would consider very challenging. Uh, when you're on a team, if the, if, the, if the general mood of the team is to work hard, then it doesn't seem hard to work hard. But if the team is a bunch of slackers, then it seems really hard to, to be dedicated. If we live like those first Christ followers, which I, I'm sure that we will because I've seen many of you do it. Um, and, you know, that's the basis of this philosophy of, of ministry you have. If we do that, then people will be drawn. I have a quote here that I found two years ago and just wrote in quotes and didn't put an attribution, so now I know, have no idea where it's from, but it's easy to debunk beliefs, but it's hard to dismiss followers. So, in, in school, our training is actually to debate both sides of a topic. It's, it's not to, you know, find something real. It's just to find the way to be able to present either side. We live in a culture where somebody is trying to sell something to us all the time. Right now, we have the big uh, competition between fake news and fact-checking. And, and you can't get to the bottom of it. I mean, if you really, if you really wanted to fact-check everything that a public figure was going to say, you go down the rabbit hole of, of this source versus that source. Um, but life tells the story. When you, when you see uh, a figure saying something that seems plausible, uh, eventually what it comes down to is, does their character seem to support their idea? When you can say to somebody, hey, come hang out with us and try to call our bluff and not be worried that they might take you up on it, then you can, have, you, you can know that you actually are confident in what you're trying to call them to. Thanks for listening to today's message. To find out more about The Bridge or to listen to any message from our complete archive, visit thebridgeseattle.org.